This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You fought for them. You fought hard and you fought long. And it was exhausting. But you never gave up. You gave it everything in you to try to be there for them. You loved them past the point that you thought you were even capable of, but you did it anyway because you cared so much. You loved them so hard and you tried so hard that you gave up pieces of yourself just to give to them, just to try to make them feel whole. You broke yourself apart. But it's like, is that really love? to give pieces of yourself away just to make someone feel okay. And when they're not happy, is that really your responsibility? You can fight for someone as long as you want, but ultimately it's their choice whether or not they want the happiness you have to give to them. And if they don't want it, you can't force it. And you just have to let go. Welcome to another episode of The On-Call Empath. This is your host, Raj Mantaj. You're listening to the Top 10 Recovery Podcast on the web. We have a ton more guests coming. Thank you guys for coming with me on this journey. Please share this episode um, with anyone that might be going through a hard time dealing with a loss of a loved one. I mean, it could be somebody that you did everything for. You would give the shirt off your back. You love this person, yet they can never commit to you. They can never give you 100%. I want to read something um, that I got from uh, a friend that really stood out to me today. And they were saying, you cannot buy oranges at a hardware store. And this kind of hit me in a very impactful way because if you just look at that metaphor is the people that we are chasing to complete us. As empaths, codependents, people that have been through trauma, we think that we can go to, for example, the, uh, the hardware store and buy fruit Oranges, apples, bananas. What do you think will happen when you go in the store and you expect to find these items? You're not going to find it anywhere. You're not going to find it in the back. You're not going to find them in the front. You're not going to ever see these items selling inside a hardware store. The reason this metaphor hit me so hard somebody mentioned it to me is because it's so true in relationships. I know. And if you're listening right now on the other end 
and you still has a still haven't let go of your past partner. Maybe you have some feelings for them. <clears throat> you may not love them as much anymore. Maybe you're coming to a place where you're healing and you're starting to let go, but it st- still keeps creeping up here and there. You know what I'm talking about. You walk into a, a place, you hear music, you go to an old place, certain dates on the calendar. These things will always stay with us. Now, if they were toxic, if they were narcissist, in my case, it was a uh, bipolar, BPD, someone that had narcissist tendencies, I know that I am going into our hardware store to get the things that I need. That's what I'm looking for from the hardware store. And guess what? I'm not going to get it. And it took me months to figure out that this person's output, the things that they're selling, things that they put up in the front window might have been misleading. They might have said, yes, get your oranges today. I walk in and there's nothing to be found. And yes, it sucks. Yes, it was false advertising. And it was just to lure me into the store. And later I found out and very disappointed that it could never be. And it made the process of letting go of a loved one that much more because you're going into a place that they don't offer what you're looking for. In this case, love, commitment, loyalty. Let's face it, most people don't have these things because they've never received it from somebody growing up as a child. Maybe you've been in a relationship and there was many things missing But in the beginning, they showed love to you. They showed you these fruits. But then slowly and slowly, you can tell like it was not working. Like they were running out of supply. It was just to get you in the door. I hope this makes sense. And and I know I'm revolving this all around this metaphor. But at the end of the day, if a person cannot fill your cup and give you what you need, no matter how much you miss them and you think that they're the person for you, the you know, maybe you had kids with them and, and you're saying, no, they, they have capabilities. They showed me love before. It was in the beginning. Are they doing it long term? Can they sustain it? Because anyone could fake it in the beginning to hook you. I got hooked. I was shown love, attention, loyalty, future faking, gaslighting, I you know, manipulation to make me believe that this girl that I was dating had all these qualities, but it was just a facade. They have a cycle that they do that they use on every victim, every person they do this with, and then they rinse and repeat. I was part of that manipulation that cycle i know that but why it doesn't make the hurt any less it doesn't make me not want to think about them i do now think about the good times and i just look at this person as a sick individual somebody that is untreated that has a mind of a two-year-old that cannot think for anybody but themselves they just don't have the capabilities you're not going to find oranges at 
a hardware store. It had to get through my head, and I didn't want to believe it. I kept saying it to myself. I kept thinking about this person over and over and over until I got to the point like you're obsessing about somebody that just never crosses their mind. They never think about you. They never thought about you once. And here you are, a giving person, a loving person, keep asking why. Why did they do this? How come somebody could treat me this way? I've seen the good things they've done for me. I know it's in them. That's what they want you to believe. So you have to ask yourself, what are you looking for? Maybe you should start going to the grocery stores that do carry the oranges. Maybe you should only let in people that are on the same wavelength as you. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect in every situation. I know a lot of places that do offer different items, and that's fine. But you have to go to a place that's able to reciprocate what you're giving, putting in. If you're always giving in 110% and getting nothing back in return, or even minimal effort, is that fair to you? But I know a lot of empaths that says, no, that's enough. He's doing his best, given his circumstances. I will allow it. And you guys get abused and abused and abused, and then they end up dumping you, and then you guys end up getting hurt, and then rinse and repeating and finding another partner that does the exact same thing. And then the cycle just keeps going. And why do we keep going to these unavailable people? Because they're all hardware stores. We're going in trying to look for something that's not there. So we have to step back a little bit and maybe ask, why are we chasing unavailable people? People that are untreated. Maybe they have a mental disorder. Maybe they're just sick, you know, narcissists that enjoy playing games. They like seeing you chasing your tail and then disregarding you, making your life hell. And there are a lot of people that have to deal with these types of people and they have no feelings whatsoever towards them. But at one time, there was something that attracted you to them in the initial. There's no question about that. There was something that made you commit to that person in the beginning. What was that? What was that missing from childhood? What weren't you getting? And you can't just say that you're just lonely and you just settle for somebody. They are just a warm body and I just need that. I can't be alone. It's too uncomfortable. That's where we go into danger because that's when we start walking into all these hardware stores and we keep coming out over and over upset and you ask yourself why why do we keep setting ourselves up for failure how can we break this cycle well it starts by working on yourself it starts by being alone being uncomfortable that's right i had to seclude myself for the last several months and i'm not just talking to you guys i'm taking this information for myself i'm doing this for myself the reason this episode is being aired is because this is documenting what I have done in the past. So I'm just not just talking it to you guys about what you should do. This is what I'm doing. Every day I look in the mirror, I write down things that I'm grateful for, the things that I do offer and bring to the table, and 
who I allow in my life. Unless you have standards, unless you know what you want and don't want in an individual, you're going to keep running into unavailable people, these hardware stores. And I'm sorry to say that. It's just, I've seen it so many times. I have hundreds of emails telling me how many people just don't understand why they can't find quality people. It's because you're looking in the wrong store. We keep getting broken people, and we're going to continue to do that until we raise our standards, we have boundaries, we are okay being alone. And not just a couple days or weeks, you have to really suffer and get to rock bottom. And that's what I had to do. Because that other person could never complete me. Yes, I love them. Yes, I'll always love them. They'll always have a special place in my heart. But I know that they're sick. And that's something I can't help. That's They got to do that. And hopefully my next relationship, I'm going to put that boundary. is like, I can't help you. You have to help yourself. I'm only responsible for myself and how I respond. But these are my criteria. This is what I need. These are the check marks that I need in my next relationship. And if they don't meet my standards, I can't move forward. Because I I refuse to put myself through that kind of hell again for somebody unavailable, love bombing you, gaslighting you, then discarding you and not even knowing if you're who the hell you are afterwards. That's a sick person. That person needs severe help mental health issues, they need to get treated, medicated for someone to ruin someone's life like that and keep doing it over and over. A lot of these people don't, they're not even aware. They'll go on to the next day smiling, thinking everything is okay. But meanwhile, the person, the victim, us, me, it's PTSD for the rest of your life. Unless you know how to rationalize this and make sense of it. Because, again, we are going to people that are unavailable, two-year-olds, people that cannot make decisions. Sure, they can hold a job. My ex actually holds a very successful business. They can function properly. I think they're a hairstylist. They do really well. They can act the part. They can laugh, smile, get customers dance on Instagram and all that bullshit. But at the end of the day, do you think that person could lay at night thinking about, oh, did I hurt that person? I wonder how they're doing. Oh, screw them. It's all about me. It's all about what is important to me. Screw everybody else. They don't understand my pain. In fact, I like to see them suffer. This is what's going on in their sick brains. They don't have the capacity. They don't have the empathy. They lack certain things in their brain that didn't develop when they were two-year-olds and they were abandoned by their father or their mother or they didn't get the love. And so guess what? You come along and you give them all this love and attention. It doesn't do anything. They don't know how to take it. You're a grocery store. They're a hardware store. You think you're going to find the same items? You're not. No matter how hard you work. It's just not going to work. You're dealing with somebody that's subhuman. I'm sorry to say that. Unless they go into severe, like uh, intense 
uh, you know, therapy, help, medication, they're finished. You can't work with them. And these are the people that we cry about. These are the people that we hope they come back and they turn around and turn a new leaf and take care of our, the kids and, you know, um, think about you and help out and love you the way you want to be loved and held how you want to be held and talk to you how you want to be held. They don't, they're not going to do that. I'm sorry to say that. It's the hardest thing to understand. But you can always remember the memories. You can always keep that and know that you, the person that's listening to this, I'm proud of you because you have that ability. You have that love. You have that factor in you to love another human being and you don't want them to suffer. Sure, they made you suffer. They made you cry. They made you like almost feel like nothing. So I want to end this with this. How do you move on? What's the solution? How do I stop thinking about A, my past, and two, have self-respect, and then three, attract the right people? It starts with loving yourself, believing in yourself, hanging out with right-minded people. I mentioned groups before, you know, uh, self-help, reading a YouTube, you know, just really immersing yourself into toxic behaviors and trying to figure out right away, like red flag. I'm not, I've seen this before. It's time to move on. I went on a couple dates just recently and I knew right away the way they were coming at me, the way they were wanting to move fast. They were talking about marriage. They were talking about having more kids. And this is the first date, mind you. Why do you think they were in such a hurry to get the night, the knot tied and start their life because they cannot stand being alone. They've been burnt before. And I get it. We all want to rush. We want to get this thing on the road. But listen, at the end of the day, if you're alone, that is sometimes the best medicine for empaths so they can reflect and feel comfortable eventually. Because if somebody walks out on you, you're going to know exactly what, how to feel in your comfort. And, and that's why all of us try to escape from being alone and we would go after toxic people just to avoid that. I'm telling you, go into that. You don't have to be lonely. You have to be alone and learn how to treat yourself how you want to be treated. Make yourself a nice dinner. Self-care. Get massages. Do yoga exercise, eat healthy, be around people that respect you, and you're going to attract those people. And in turn, you're going to repel those people that are bad for you, and you're going to get somebody who's going to treat you how you should be treated, that you deserve. I hope that makes sense. I mean, I again, I am talking to you like I'm, I want to be talked to when I was going through this horrific breakup with this uh, BPDX, BPD, Borderline Personality Disorder. Look it up. It's it's one of the worst things to have. And if you are suffering from it, I feel for you because it is not easy. And even if you're getting treated, it doesn't matter. I don't think that there's a cure. There are things that you can do like DBT, um, 
therapy and and some other stuff. There's medication, but if you have that, I feel for you. And it's just one of one of the harsh harsh realities of life that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemies. And that's what my ex had. And uh, of course, they'll never admit it. They're untreated, and they're just going to go around ruining other people's lives until they're in their mid-50s with a bunch of cats and wonder what happened to their lives and why they have like two failed marriages and a bunch of people in between and nothing to show for. So with that said, I hope you guys got something out of this episode. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you again uh, for coming with me on this journey. I told you I was going to be more vulnerable on each episode and I'm getting more comfortable. I know you guys are asking, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start telling more of my stories and what I've been through and what I've done to overcome certain, um, you know, things in my life. So you guys are, you know that I'm coming from a place of experience and suffering too. I'm right there with you and you guys are never alone. You owe it to yourself. And I hope you get something out of this episode. Stay tuned for my next episode. I will have more guests coming on and also please share this with anyone that might need it with that said we are out you're listening to the on call impact